Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, I can't complain. I mean, I could, but no one would listen, probably. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing we learn never to ask in therapy, how are you? Because that's a one loaded question, and it's the one setting where people know we actually want to know the truth. (laughs) I guess that's pretty true, eh? Mm -hmm. Well, welcome back, everyone. We are in season two. This is episode two, and we are still dealing with the real and the raw things that we all go through. So today we are going to be talking about cheating, which is a loaded subject. (laughs) So Linda. Yeah. Have you ever been cheated on? Um, (laughs) no, 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 no. And I, and I'm smugly going to say that I've also never been dumped. Uh, <laughs> okay, but, but I will give you this. Um, I was very, very bad at, uh, dating and, and just at like very low kind of, well, not low self-esteem, but just kind of, a. I was, I was pretty fixated on the fact that, I mean, I was overweight from a really early age and I was very much bullied for that. And mm-hmm. so, um, like I, I didn't even date till I was 17. So I've only had serious relationships. And then other than that, like I wouldn't even count it as anyone cheating, but that's my history. That's just how it is. It could have Mm -hmm. also been the fact that, you know, I didn't give people a chance unless it was a sure thing. Yeah. No, no, that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. What about yourself? Oh, I have been cheated on. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, and I actually, I cheated on someone a long, long time ago when I was younger and it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of an interesting thing. I think it, it, for me, if like uh, growing up, like, so I cheated when I was younger once and then I started getting cheated on. Um, and so I felt like it was like my, my karma almost, um, you know what I mean? So like, and then for like relationships with me, like that, I, I mean, I didn't really have too many serious relationships um, now that I like think about it and everything like that, now that I'm at the stage that I am. Um, but the ones that I did have, they, I mean, they were real, but yeah. So I ended up getting the, getting the, uh, the short end of the stick in them. So it was kind of an interesting situation. Yeah. Well, cheating is just, you know, I kind of, that term always bugged me. It's like, what is this a game? You know, Mm -hmm. uh, it, it bugged me because it, uh, just the term cheating. I mean, obviously in the colloquial use of the word, we all understand what it is. It's committing adultery. It's breaking someone's trust, but just the word itself always kind of bothered me because it just seems like, uh, Oh, I'm, I'm trying to do something that's deceptive and nasty on the side. And realistically, uh, like I I have counseled couples about this. I have, Mm -hmm. you know, done the research on this. I would say the majority of the time, it's not someone that's just looking to, you know, get a free ride. It's it's because there is a divide in the relationship and neither one is able to either address it or have their needs met. Yeah. And I, you know what? And, and I can agree with you when you say that, because even when I was younger, like it wasn't a malicious 
thing. It probably felt like it was malicious to that person. And, and obviously I, I hurt that person. Um, but for me, it was, it was, there was a lack of communication. There was a lot of things going on. We were younger. Um, you know what I mean? Like this person wanted like a lot more from me. I didn't want that. I want to experience life, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, it was kind of, yeah, I think every situation is kind of different. Mm-hmm. Oh, every situation is absolutely. And so there's, there's a lot of gray areas. I just, uh, I think the only thing I'm really speaking to is uh, we tend to trivialize it, cheating. Um, what do you mean by that? Well, just, just making it seem like, like an immature or a childish thing or, you know, someone that, you know, isn't taking their relationship seriously when a lot of times um, infidelity is, is often driven by pain. So, so that's kind of what I'm getting to. Uh, there's a lot of misconceptions around cheating. And so, you know, we'll get into that. I definitely want to want to talk to you about that and just kind of share what I know. But, uh, you know, if you're willing to share about uh, maybe a situation that comes to mind for you or why you wanted to talk about um, cheating and infidelity today, I would encourage you to go ahead. Yeah, I think, I think for me, it's just, I think I really wanted to talk about the aftermath, like, and like, so obviously, we just kind of discussed it happening. And sometimes, obviously, you know, it doesn't always mean, it's not always about being, being malicious to that person or hurting that person, like, it, maybe it's unintentional, like, whatever the case may be, but it happened, right. So for me, really, I want to talk about the aftermath and like how, um, you know, we kind of deal with that. Like say if this is happening to someone out there right now um, and they're going through this. And so what we kind of go through, um, I was reading an article that uh, Kelly Graham, one of our therapists, she actually wrote and it was, you know, dealing about, like I was talking about the aftermath and dealing with it and them making a choice. And, and it kind of stuck with me um, that phrase, you know, one of, one of the partners making that choice um, of doing this and just like what, what we go through as, as, um, you know, men, women, like whatever the case may be and, and how we kind of feel, because we all start doing like the what ifs and maybe I did this or maybe I did that. Like, you know what I mean? So I kind of wanted to go more into, um, just talking about the aftermath and kind of how we deal with that. Cause maybe some mm-hmm. of us don't know. Yes, absolutely. We don't, we don't know. Um, I think, you know, I recall when I was younger, uh, obviously watching what's in the media, you always know if he cheats on you, you <laughs> get your butt out of there. You know, you turn your back because you deserve better, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then girls or well, I mean, anyone, I, I say girls because I remember specific instances, but anyone mm-hmm. that often gets cheated on and then stays is ridiculed and yeah. their support is pulled like the people that they need around them they just go oh well you know you're doing this and it's wrong for you so therefore i can't be around you mm-hmm. which is really really unfortunate because you know che- cheating is also it's not the mark of an abusive relationship but mm-hmm. it's almost always a part of one and so if someone's in an abusive relationship and then their support circle pulls away because they just can't handle that person's choices. Well, when, you know, the proverbial shit hits the fan, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that person's going to feel very isolated and may then out of necessity cling to that Mm -hmm. abusive partner. So yeah, that's, that's really tough. That's uh, so yeah, we grow up feeling like this is just a no brainer, Mm -hmm. but when you're in it and you love that person and you want to care for them, but you also don't want to be a fool 
it can be really tricky for like, what do you do next? If you, some people even catch their partners cheating and that can be traumatizing. You know, how many, how many stories have we heard of someone coming home and walking right in on it or, you know, seeing someone uh, tag their partner in a post and, and they're, you know, hanging over some other person. And so it's, it, you know, our trust gets eroded and that can take a very, very long time to rebuild. And it's impossible to rebuild trust if, you know, the other person is not meeting you halfway. Mm. Yeah, I, I think it's an interesting, you know, topic to discuss because I mean, in every, like, again, every situation is different. Like, so in my situationship, when, you know, we first started out, um, he, you know, we were sleeping with other people and then we kind of discussed at the very beginning <clears throat> that we would, you know, stop doing that. And then it would be myself and him and whatever the case may be. And then I found out that he kind of broke that and he slept with someone else, um, you know, and so it, it, it did affect me. You start thinking about, you know, just a million things about yourself and what you know, what I could have done better or what I could have, um, you go even to your body image, right? And I think that's something that um, Kelly discussed in the article, which was such a huge portion of it because you don't even realize you're doing it half the time. Um, you know, like really you start breaking down yourself when really it's, it was their choice and it has nothing to do with you. But again, our minds go to like the negative situations, like when, when this type of thing happens to us. Well, that makes sense, right? Because it's, mm-hmm. it's such an awful thing to have happened. And so you, you're constantly trying to question what could, excuse me, what could I have done to prevent this? And yeah. what can I do to prevent this in the future? Mm-hmm. I mean, for some people, they, they start thinking like, okay, well, if I looked better in a bikini, if I, you know, mm-hmm. had bigger biceps, or if I, I don't know, drove a nicer car. But the thing is that those are, those are, things that are, are sort of fleeting, you know, they're, they're not the reason that people choose to be together and stay together. Mm-hmm. It's just, sometimes it's harder to accept the fact that, you know, this may, maybe you weren't meant to be, maybe you weren't the best puzzle pieces that fit together, or maybe you're just at different places in your lives and the timing is just not working. And ideally, you know, you know in an ideal situation, you'd be able to sort of break it off respectfully and remain friends in that case, just understanding, you know what, you're in a different place. I'm looking for different things, but uh, there's a difficulty in communicating that. And then I think that's when cheating tends to occur. Mm -hmm. I think uh, I I remember actually when I was in social, uh, the social social service program. And I remember when we were in um, like one of the classes, I think it was in family violence actually. And so we were learning about that and, um, I remember my teacher actually telling us we ended up watching a film and he ended up telling us that it takes, um, it was, I think, I think he said woman, like it takes women an average of seven times to leave, like, like, like basically on average to leave any kind of abusive relationship, whether it's mentally, physically, like, or whatever the case may be emotionally. Um, and that really stuck with me like for years. And it's, and I, I remember learning at the time at school and I was like, wow, seven times, like, that's a lot, you know, and, and I judged it because I didn't go through it. And I'll tell you, like, in the most recent situation I was in, I can completely understand it. Because it's like one of the most difficult things walking away from someone that you love, right? So in every, you know, and even if this is happening right now, and, you know, you were just cheated on, and it's hard, especially if if there's children involved, 
Like how, how can you walk away from, from, you know, the mother of your children or the father of your kids, like whatever the case may be. Right. So I think there's a lot more to, and you're right. I, I don't like using the word cheating. I know we know it as, as cheating, but it's, uh, it's just, it's a really difficult situation. Um, mm-hmm. you know, for the purpose, through. for the purpose of this podcast, I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just easier sometimes. <laughs> it is. Cause I mean, everybody knows what it is. I'm just, I'm yeah. just stating that for the record. Like it's, it just, it bothers me a little bit, but yeah, no, yeah, no you, you make, you make a really good point as well. Like all of, what are all of the reasons that we stay when we should go. And uh, Laura grew, one of our therapists had written uh, a really good article. It, it was called exactly that. Why, why yeah. do we stay when we should go? Yeah, and she one. mentioned that that was one of the things like, it's not only, you know, this person that you yourself love, but I don't know, you love your mother-in-law, you love your extended yeah. family with them, you love the lifestyle or maybe mutual friends. And you're afraid of making your mutual friends choose, mm-hmm. uh, for for me and in, in you know the ending of my major relationship we had a house together and that was one of the factors we had a child together we had a factor about you know how do we deal with that but when you actually go through it and you make the choice those are just details mm-hmm. Because ultimately, in in a relationship where you need to go, where it's no longer fulfilling to you, uh, all of that stuff can be worked out. It's not a reason to stay. But you know, going back to the cheating thing, I I had an experience with a couple of people that I was working with in counseling, and uh, there was infidelity, and I just remember, you know, the her saying, "Well, he did this to me, so obviously, like, I know I have to leave." And I said, no, you don't. And mm-hmm. she goes, really? And I said, yeah, because, you know, this isn't just this sort of uh, this rule that if someone commits infidelity, that's it. That's the end of the relationship. What it means is that you've got work to do. And if you are both willing to repair that fracture in the relationship, there's a possibility there. But of course, you know, if you're not willing, you're not willing to meet each other halfway, you're not willing to establish trust and respect, then yeah, absolutely out. <laughs> Go. It's, think, it's not worth yeah. it. Yeah. I think you make a really good point, Linda, because even, I mean, okay, so for example, we can talk about movies for hours, but I won't. But I'm just saying like, so even on movies or TV shows or, you know, even Young and the Restless, let's just toss that out there. You know, <laughs> when, when there's these like these episodes or um, these films that have this cheating in it, I don't, it's, it's a rare occasion you see people working on it in the films, right? Like they kind of dramatize this, this, this whole situation. Like as soon as he or she cheats, we got to get the hell out of here. And I think like, I think we're just so used to that. We've grown up with that. We've seen it. We see it on a daily basis, you know? So right, right off the bat, like I remember when this situation took place and I went to like my family member and I was like, you know, this is what happened. And, and they were like, Oh, well you're done with him. And I'm like, no, I'm not like, no, like, you know, I, I, we got to talk this out. Like, obviously there was a gray area here. Like, obviously my situation was different. And like, even when I was, you know, younger and, and it happened to me, I didn't give them the chance of day to talk. I was, I chose to leave. Like, I was like, I'm done. We're done with the situation, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so again, like, I just think that we're, we're, our minds are just so used to seeing things like this, even like others, like other people's, um, things on social media, like when this happens or articles that are being shared or blogs being shared, you know, it's just, it's kind of like a rule of thumb. 
like they cheat, you're good. Like you go and there's so much more to it. Um, and I think that that's something to really discuss as well. Like it's not always the case and exactly what you said, if you two are willing both to work on it, then work on it. Mm-hmm. I can give you another example, actually. Um, really interesting one too. So there's a couple, um, she's at home with two young kids and uh, her father died not too long ago. Oh, wow. And so she's, you know, she's really struggling. She is really, you know, really down all the time. She's doing her best. She, I, I you know, so in awe of this person because she's trying to homeschool her older child while taking care of this little one. And her husband cheated on her. Oh, wow. So, right, immediately you're just like, that bastard. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. They had been together for a very long time before they had children. When her father died, mm-hmm. she pulled away. She isolated herself. She s- sort of stopped letting him in. And she, she, like, she kind of severed her relationship with her husband. Because, and she, she distracted herself with the kids. Like While she was doing her best she could with the kids, she refused to share her grief with her husband. She shut him out. Um, because she was so involved with the kids, of course, the kids are all over her, no real attention for dad. So here's dad feeling like, all I do is work, and no one loves me, mm-hmm. and no one gives a crap about me. And so there was, you know, a person that that he, uh, he knew through work friends that, you know, his, he, he started going out with his work uh, colleagues more often, because at least they accepted him, they were interested in what he had to say. She, you know, really was very kind to him and he just gravitated towards that mm-hmm. and then you know one thing leads to another so and and in that situation to me at least that really illustrated the gray area that comes in with cheating you know he was in pain she was in pain mm-hmm. they each we're doing something to cope with that pain. That does not mean that their relationship is done that they have to break it off cuz he betrayed her it's the gray yeah yeah. And I think, I mean, yeah. So and I'll even talk about my situation. So <clears throat> when I moved back to Thunder Bay, I had already been talking to someone. And so we had had established, so we, we had previously dated when, when I was younger and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, we were super excited. Like we started hanging out again. We were talking every day. Um, sorry, we were doing video chats and stuff like that, but we were talking every day. And so we kind of got, we did, we did, we got like back together and things were like really good. And I was under the intention that I was moving back home, like to basically be with him. So things were going really well. Um, we were spending time together. When I first moved back, I had an apartment, so it was a lot smaller and he had a dog. And so, you know, he wanted, he said basically like we needed a yard for the dog and blah, blah, blah. So I ended up getting a new place. Um, after a year of being in that apartment. And again, things were still going well to my knowledge. And uh, then it started changing and I could tell like things like he wasn't, you know, answering my phone calls or he wasn't, you know, texting back and, or it would be like late night kind of text and like just getting back to me a little bit later. And so I could tell that things were going on. I didn't bring it up to him and I didn't want to, like, I just kind of pushed it to the back burner and I was going, you know, doing my own thing and focusing on work and whatever the case may be. And I ended up walking into, um, 
it was a it was it was a bar but it was like a like a food kind of place too and i ended up seeing a girl like standing in between his legs and like they were making out and all the stuff <laughs> and i was like okay sounds good this is good um you know and it's it's just fascinating to me because i think back to that time like even like as you and i are, are discussing this topic i think back to that time and i wonder like what could i have you know, could this maybe have been different? Like if I would have talked to him sooner or whatever the case may be, I never found out, you know, what ended up happening with that situation. Like it just, for me, it was just done. Um, you know? And so, so, so every situation it's like some can be just done like that. And some, you know, you, you have to kind of go into it. If you care that much about the person, obviously him and I like, you know, yeah, I just realized that it just wasn't, a, it wasn't, it didn't mean enough to me for like to me for me to go further into it. And I didn't want to for my own mental health. I just didn't want to know what I didn't. I because at that time I felt like it was me. Like what did I not give to this person that he had to go mm-hmm. to someone else? Like does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's just a difficult. I guess again, obviously we, we I keep repeating it. Like every situation is different, but it really is. And 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 I'm not saying. And I know that you aren't either. That cheating is okay. We're not saying that whatsoever, but we're just saying that, you know, in certain cases, it can be exactly like what your friend went through. Like, you know, maybe one is pulling away and like whatever the case may be, but really like that communication is obviously really key again. Mm -hmm. The communication is huge. And the, the ability to make like to have all the information to decide whether Mm -hmm. or not it's just like we talked about in the situation ship you need all the information to be able to decide if this is still going to work if you are able to give to the relationship what it needs to thrive both people need to be able to make that decision and uh you know i've known wow i feel like i know a lot of people that have actually cheated (laughs) (laughs) no another one there's another one you know uh you know, a couple in their mid forties and he, he cheated quite a few times. Mm-hmm. And she, I think she knew that's the thing is I, I think she was aware of it, but because his sort of, you know, side pieces, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, the people that he was um, spending all this time with were kind of taking the pressure off her to meet his needs mm-hmm. and and so that's why you know that was such a strange situation but I often wondered you know did that work for them because yeah. clearly I mean they're still together so different things for different people and it's not widely accepted but it is what it is and it's funny because I know of a situation as well um you know they're there it was a couple they were married for for quite some time and unfortunately um he wasn't able to perform in the bedroom he stopped being able to perform so Mm -hmm. that was a huge part um I mean in any relationship you know being close with that person and and being you know sexually active with like you know with your partner is is important I think um And I think in their specific situation, it uh, became a little difficult. And so it turned into, and he allowed her to have an open relationship because he couldn't give her what, you know, he, he exactly, or what she needed. And Mm -hmm. so it worked for, I think it was two years, maybe, maybe a little longer and it worked until it didn't work. And then unfortunately, you know, it's just, they, they sat down and they discussed their marriage and everything like that. 
they had that open communication, they had that agreement. And then when it came down to it, they both realized, you know, why are we staying in this? Cause they realized how much, you know, they, they were more friends and they weren't, you know, as, as happy as, as they both wanted to be. And, you know, both careers were, were striving and they wanted to focus on that more. And so unfortunately, yeah, they, they ended it. I, I, I say, unfortunately, but it's not like they're, they're happier now. They're friends and, you know, both careers are doing really well. And they're, you know, like one has a really serious relationship. One, one has an almost serious relationship and one, the other partner realized that, you know, she wanted kids. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's like, I mean, people change. We talked about it even in our last episode, you know, like things change and what you want changes over time. I never expected even personally for myself to, I never wanted kids. You know, mm-hmm. and like years later, here's Cassandra Dell wants to be like the mother figure of all time. <laughs> you know, so it's Good for you. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen, but you know, but I mean, just just that closeness, you know, and and I think things like that change, and and it's okay for for you to grow and and for things, you know, to to change. Yeah, it is that that is so important. You know, sometimes I. I think people, people get stuck sometimes Mm -hmm. in terms of evolving and growing. And it's, it's really nice to know sometimes when, you know, it's okay if a relationship doesn't last the long run, because they met each other's needs for the period of time that they needed to be in their lives, right? And then something changed, and they decided to go in a different direction. And honestly, the most honorable, kind thing that you can ever do is to appreciate and honor that time you spent together and then let go as friends. Yeah. You know, let, let go as two people that you see each other in the street and you're happy to see each other because you are not on the hook to take care of that person anymore to, you know, to do whatever wasn't working anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think you, yeah, you, like you make a really good point about like the taking care of that person because sometimes it turns into that without even realizing it, you know, mm-hmm. you know, two years later you're sitting there thinking like, Oh my God, I'm just, I'm tired of taking care of this man child or this, you know, woman child or the case may be. Um, and I think that that is really important because you don't realize sometimes like it doesn't start off like that. You know what I mean? You're just doing nice things for each other. And then the next thing you know, it can turn into resentment because you're doing so much for each other, um, you know, and you're, you're almost, it's like, it's turning into like a sacrifice of, of your needs for that person. And we discussed, you know, not letting that happen because you don't like, that's the number one thing you want to make sure that you're not sacrificing anything or yourself for another person. Right. Mm-hmm. You did a post the other day and it was something to do. I remember it was on your personal page, um, but it was something to do with like growing and not sacrificing. I can't exactly remember how you worded it, but it was so inspirational. And I was like, (laughs) I was really impressed by it. I can't remember, but it was like personal worth and like growth and stuff like that. It was something. Yeah. You should never be ashamed of growing and evolving. Yeah. And I think that that like that sentence alone, Linda, is so powerful. Like, because it's true. You even for myself, like going through like, you know, like this, my current situation, I keep thinking in the back of my mind, I'm like, should I have even said anything? You know, could I, should I just well, I've let this go and should I not have even said anything? And I keep re- referring to that, to your post because it's so true. Like I, I should not be ashamed. This is how I feel. I'm happy that I said these things, you know? And so I think that's really important too. Like if you are going through 
you know, this type of situation with your partner or whatever the case may be, I think not feeling ashamed for having these feelings and recognizing those feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we if we started to see ourselves more as, you know, human beings that where evolution and development is part of life, rather than feeling ashamed that all of a sudden, you know, we want different things. Like, I, I mean, I had a switch over in terms of children. Uh, there were there were several years, I think I mentioned this to you, where I was, you know, cruising child free blogs and going, you know, okay, I can make the most of my life without children. It's going to be great. And then all of a sudden, uh, it's probably hormones switch. I need children. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it was very frustrating. And uh, but at the same time, I mean, that's growth. It's development. It's evolution. It's me changing. It's where you know, at one point in my life, I was quite happy. I would have been a lifer working for the company I was working for. I absolutely loved it there. I loved them. And then something changed, you know, the environment changed. And then that was not meeting my needs anymore. And I had to be true to myself Mm -hmm. and go out and build my own business. And now I'm virtually unemployable. (laughs) 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 But, you know, it meant now, now I'm in a situation where, well, actually, no, I would say like a year ago, I was in a situation where it met my needs. Now I want something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but that's the thing. We should normalize that. Yeah. Even in relationships, you know, some some marriages like, well, I don't I don't even know how to say this. Like we have such high expectations for marriages, but marriages need to almost be like a mutual agreement of mutual development mm-hmm. and evolution. And when one person gets stuck and one person moves well, we either got to make some changes to meet each other in the middle, or we have to respectfully, you know, go go separate ways. And when we don't do those things, and we don't address those things, that's when infidelity happens. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to probably find someone else that shares your values. And that that's going to be, you know, irresistible. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's I'm not saying that it's like A plus B equals C. I'm not yes. saying that people will cheat and that's inevitable. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. But when it does happen, you can kind of, you can see the lead up. You can see where, where it's coming from. And if you examine that and communicate with your partner and try to problem solve, then you're, you're in a way better boat than just ignoring it. Yeah. And I think you make a really good point because I mean, meeting each other's needs for sure. Like, and I think that's the thing, like, even again, I'm going to bring back to, I'm going to go back to like, you know, media and movies and all this kind of stuff They glamorize, you know, weddings and how, you know, those, those rom-coms get me every time. Like they really oh, yeah. do. And it drives me crazy because I watch <laughs> them with my cats now because I don't watch them with anyone else. <laughs> it's just a rule of thumb. But I mean, for me, it's like, it's, it's hard because like you see these things and you want them, obviously, who doesn't, you know what I mean? To have that closeness, to have, you know, that, that relationship, that perfect relationship. And I hate that word and I'll use it here because it's not like life is messy and marriage can be messy sometimes too. But I think the, the key is meeting each other's needs and having, you know, those, those conversations with each other and, you know, having that, that open communication is definitely going to be key, um, especially when it comes to, to the situation, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think half the challenge with open communication for people that are very empathic, we can have a really difficult time articulating what we are feeling because we're so caught up with how it's going to affect other people and we're caught up with how they feel. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in uh, Laura's article, 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's funny cause I, I really do. I love all these articles and they're so, they're so educational. And so in the, why do we stay when we should go article, she kind of discusses a few reasons why we end up staying. So one of the categories that she uses obviously is love that you and I discussed about, um, you know, the time, the memories that, you know, we've invested, um, And then there's a few more categories. So, you know, manipulation, lack of confidence. And then I thought this one was kind of interesting, the shame. So ending like an unhealthy relationship can feel like airing out your dirty laundry. And so another in the relationship that I talked about, like the marriage, how they ended up kind of opening up their marriage at the end. um, It was that had a lot to do with shame. And that's why they kept it under wraps. They still never... Like their close friends and family know that they have separated and they have, um, and now they're, they're going for divorce and everything like that, but Mm -hmm. they kept it very hidden and very discreet. And I think that that's a a, a huge topic to discuss as well. Like what, you know, like the shame factor of things, even for myself doing that episode last week, Mm -hmm. it was interesting. And like, I, um, I was worried about it too. I was worried after it wasn't during it. It wasn't before it, it was the ramifications that could potentially happen after, you know, whether his family put two and two together and they heard it or whatever the case may be. So I kind of, I had a massive amount of guilt and shame kind of that like rushed over me. And in that, in, in that situation, but even ending a relationship or, you know, letting people know, I mean, it crossed my path and I felt like, Oh gosh, like, here we go again. I get to tell people this, like, Oh no, she's not with so-and-so. You know, so can you talk maybe a little bit about that and like how if someone like myself is feeling, you know, this shame factor or guilt factor for for ending this, um, maybe some tips or tricks to kind of help me through that or help us through that. Okay. Well, you know, I think there's a really, really good authority, very wise person that really summed this up. Um, It was Rihanna. And I think she said, (laughs) haters going to hate. People are going to talk whether you're doing bad or good, right? Yeah, you're, you're, you're <laughs> the best person ever. <laughs> not, you know, again, not to trivialize this, not to minimize this, because shame involved in any major life change is a big deal. Oh, my gosh, it is such a big deal. You change and people people make you feel like you're lesser than even if that changes for your own good. But you know, people have short memories, people adapt, people are going to say stuff about that, you know, that's good, that's bad. What really matters is whether or not you let those, those comments affect who you are. Because it's just like, it's just like my aunt, (laughs) my aunt used to work at Metro. Mm -hmm. And I remember she said this little kid came up to her and it goes, you're fat. And she, Oh my gosh. She's like sweating profusely. She'd been on her feet for hours and she just goes, yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? That that kid shut right up Mm -hmm. because no one expects that. Right. Instead we expect someone to go, Oh oh my gosh. Like, Oh, I'm hurt. You just, your arrow just pierced my armor here. Mm -hmm. And so it's the same with this. It's like when I, when I um, ended my relationship, it was very complicated. There were a lot of things going on. In fact, uh, even afterwards, uh, when my ex later, later came out as um, transgender, I was very embarrassed at first. I was very ashamed. Like I thought, well, what are people going to think of me? Of course, I mean, this had happened all like 
afterwards, we had no idea when we were together. Mm-hmm. And so like the shame is a real thing and it can make you feel guilt. It can make you feel like a bad person and all these kinds of things. But shame in this context serves no purpose. It only serves to weigh you down. And we don't need you being weighed down. You are making a decision that's going to improve your quality of life. Mm-hmm. Right? So you don't need to own that shame. If someone is, you know, has been, um, has been cheating on you and refuses to work on the relationship, you don't own that shame. They do. You're taking it on on their behalf, and that is not okay. That's not your load to bear. That's theirs. You make a good point. And it's funny because I obviously went to – I was kind of spiraling after, for example, the episode. And I remember, you know, I said to one of my close friends, I said the exact same thing. You know, I'm worried, this and that. I kind of – I went off on a spiral tangent. And – she said to me something very similar and um you know it was basically you know kind of this person did this to you in a sense and was treating you you know a b and c um near the end that's on like that's on them that's not on you and if you're worried about you know maybe what their family members are saying then you shouldn't be because it's it all it all comes back to them So she's like, you know, she basically said, like, maybe they need to physically and literally hear this. Or maybe a family member does need to hear this and maybe give them a talking to and be like, what the hell is like, you know, what the hell did you do kind of thing? So, I mean, she made me feel better, but you're right. Like, and I I am better about it now. Um, Obviously, I just needed that almost like that confirmation. And I needed to have that that talk with like a close friend to and basically say like, Hey, was this wrong of me? You know? And I think, I, I think when we, when we do the podcast, I mean, we talk about things and, and we end up opening up, I mean, probably more than we should, but to me, <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> like, um, but I think it was just interesting to kind of uh, hear someone on the outside and get like, like that different perspective. Yes. Um, so it did, it made me feel a little bit better. And I mean, any situation that you go through and especially, I know many people that have been cheated on and have had really tough times in this. And every single one of them that I've, you know, talked to and discussed, you know, their situation with them, it always turns into them sitting there on the other end saying, Oh, like, I just don't want to have these conversations with people. I just don't, I'm embarrassed. Like that embarrassment and that fear and that shame, it it just becomes so overwhelming, but it's Mm. a normal I feel like it, it is a normal feeling, but it's not on us. Exactly what you said, yeah. you know, it's, we're going to feel it, but you got to let that go. Um, because yeah, it has yeah. everything to do with them and has nothing to do with us. Even when, you know, I discussed about like the body image sitting there and doing like the what ifs, like we always talk about the what if, and especially when we were discussing all the COVID, um, you know, episodes and, what the future was going to look like, or what if this happens? What if this, like, like, you know, this happens. But the fact is, is that we don't know what's going to happen. And we don't, we have to focus on our controllables and what we can control. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We, we, we can control. And uh, I want to bring it back to, to what you, what you were talking about with what other people Mm -hmm. think. And um, the thing about that too, is let's think about why people would say negative things about you. Why would people be like, is that disappointment? Is it their disappointment or is it because they think poorly of you? And this just, you know, this just serves their, their uh, narrative of who you are. Like what, 
Why do you think it's so common for us to worry about why people will say negative things? I think, well, for me personally, I think my mind just goes to it. I I always think about, I've gotten better at that. Like I, I used to be so consumed with what other people thought. And now, I mean, obviously I do these podcasts and talk about everything. So like it's, 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 you know, it's become a lot easier for me. And when I say I am like, like an open book, it helps me because my walls are so high. So like, it helps me kind of drop them a little bit and, and it's nice. Like, and like people have reached out to me from the podcast, like just hearing the podcast and saying like, you know, great job. I had no idea, you know, that that like happened or, you know, like, you know, like Linda has great advice or whatever the case may be. So it's, but I don't know. It's hard with social media and media. Everything is painted like a beautiful picture. Like I had just watched someone that I've known since grade seven look like she had the best marriage, best relationship ever. You know what I mean? She had, she was posting about Mm -hmm. her, her, her and her husband. They got married younger. They had two kids. They were like in love and in like in lust. It was beautiful, perfect painted picture. And then I find out, I stopped seeing them, you know, post pictures with each other. It was just her and the kids. And then the next thing you know, I find out that he ended up actually cheating or, or cheating on her and they're not together. And they have a, like, they actually had a horrible relationship for the last few years. So I think what we're producing to the world and what we're allowing people to see to me, like makes me, I like, I see it painted as, as a different picture. So I see all these people around me having great, amazing relationships and then there's me, I'm posting photos of me and my cats. Like, <laughs> so I think every situation when it comes to that, like our minds just, my mind specifically goes to, well, they're all having a great relationship. What's wrong with me? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The, honestly, the same, a couple of people I knew, a couple of couples broke up during COVID and I was kind of devastated on their behalf because I had them up on a pedestal and I thought, oh my God, they're so good for each other. Mm-hmm but I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So, you know, we just, we got to let that go. And the thing about it is that, see, that's my expectations of them. It's my values that I am forcing on Mm -hmm. them. And if I judge them negatively, that's my problem. Yeah, very true. Right? It's not Mm -hmm. them. They shouldn't have to answer to me because their thing didn't work out. I don't know what's going on in their relationship. I mean, maybe, maybe she beats him. (laughs) You know, you don't know. Right. So that, and that's the point that I'm trying to make when people are disappointed uh, or sad or, or even like angry or, or they want to say stuff. It's because they're imposing their values on you and that's their problem. And it's not so easy to just disregard that because as social creatures, we are sort of we evolve to care about what people think about us, but people will get over it. I, I guarantee you they will get over it. And if they don't, probably not someone that you really want in your life no no exactly make a really good point actually i think Mm. we just yeah we just get get so consumed by social media like every i was telling actually a close friend of mine like every she was talking about cleaning up her facebook and she's like you know i think i just got to start deleting some people like i keep seeing a lot of stuff on there i'm not kidding like uh throughout the year if people add me like i like my my like most of my social media like especially facebook is just I share obviously like business stuff and like, it's just more professional. Um, whereas like my Instagram is my Instagram. Right. But on, on Facebook, I go through like a cleanup every January 1st. I clean up. If I haven't talked to that person in a year, 
And it's nothing against you guys. It's for my own mental health. <laughs> like I delete them. And I think that that's something like, you know, we have these people that are still on our social medias from like, oh yeah, I knew them in grade one. And it's like, well, like, and so you're constantly looking at all these positive things and, but they might be negative to you almost, if that makes sense. And so it's like, I'm looking at all these other people's lives and I'm starting to portray them in mine. And so it starts affecting my, my own health. Right. So even Mm -hmm. like the, you know, there's like animal activist groups that are out there and they're sharing really, really gruesome images. And so I had to unfollow them because I just, I didn't want that. I didn't want to look at that on my feed. So now it's like, I try to make sure that it it remains as positive as possible. And, you know, I'm not naive to the stuff that's going on around us in the world. We were even talking about that with like the team today and asking how everyone was doing. Right. So, but I just, it's something that works for me and it's been helping just because I just, yeah, I just, I think about all, like what, else, like what everyone else is doing almost. Mm-hmm. I, okay, that's it. I'm closing my social media window right now. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like literally making a post. <laughs> um, but it's true. It's, uh, I, I found social media really exhausting lately because of the whole, you know, you're caring wrong thing and people accusing each other. And I talk about this ad nauseum, but there's so many groups that have popped up so well intentioned in the past couple of months, you know, social activists and people that want to change the world for the better. And I'm all for that. But then I also see people posting so much stuff, which is like, hey, you didn't check your facts. You are posting something that has not been fact checked, has not been researched, and is deliberately meant to outrage people. That alone is exhausting. Yeah. So seeing all that and then, you know, eventually you, you get compassion fatigue. You start thinking like, this is just too much. I, I can't, maybe I'm not good enough because I can't care about all of these different campaigns. I can't um, absorb all of the history of the world and then be powerful enough to change things in, in a way that matters. And because, you know, you're just one person. So it's like, oh, it's just, it's overwhelming. It is. It, it... And I just speak to that about the you know the fact that people portray their relationships i posted something the other day about my husband i don't post a ton of stuff about him but i was just feeling very like very thankful very you know grateful for the time that we have you know because i know people that have lost their husbands or lost their partners and you know and i'm aware of that when i post this and maybe my post triggers them and i and i'm sorry for that but i guess i just felt the need to just say Right now, in this in this time, right now, even though half the time I'm yelling at him, <laughs> I am so thankful. And I think that's okay, though. Babe. I mean, for me, it's like, okay, if you don't like what you see on my social media, just please delete me. Do me a favor. I don't want the comments. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, for me, like, personally, like, everything that we do through Kelly Mental Health or whatever the case may be, even the foundation, like, it, it helps me. And so I like posting it. Just be just so we're on the same page. Just because I work for these two organizations, I don't post it just because I'm getting paid. I don't. I'm not getting paid to do it. I'm posting on my own time. I really enjoy the stuff that we put out, and it helps me. And so, you know, and and I'm thankful for it. I think I even thanked you like the day that we did the podcast last like last uh, last week, um, and I said like I don't. I've never worked for an organization that allows you to be that free and honest about how you feel and your opinions and stuff like that. You don't get that nowadays. So it was, it was mm. like, a, it was a nice thankful post. And like, and like someone actually asked me, I'm not kidding. Someone actually asked me if I get paid to post, like reshare our stuff. 
And I was like, no, absolutely mm. not. <laughs> like, <laughs> I do it because it, it helps me. And I want, if, if it could help someone, then I, I want to help someone. You know what I mean? It's my way of, of doing it. Like, I'm, I'm in social media all the time. I'm, I, it's wrapped around my neck sometimes tighter than most days, like days that I want it to be. <laughs> and so it's, like I said, we were kind of talking about, you know, giving us our breaks and stuff. So you have your Facebook deleted off your phone right now. And for mm-hmm. my, like for me, my break is going to camp that has no service and it's just nice. Like I don't think about any single thing that's happening on in the world and it's nice. Like we need to have those breaks. So if you are like, you know, potentially going through a troubling time in your relationship and, you know, or maybe you just found out that your partner or even you just cheated, maybe you need that break, like just to take some time and figure out, you know, why and what's kind of happening in your life, um, you know, kind of like do like a reality check, I call it. Um, and it does help in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think it really does help. I, I, I like that uh, you are so open to sharing too. And I think this is a little bit of therapy for both of us as we're talking through these things. Um, it's someone had messaged me the other day, a former colleague, and she just said, it was just totally out of nowhere. I screenshotted it. Cause I'm like, I need this for a rainy day. She said that you were my boss at a different place that we worked. And she's like, you were the most down to earth person mm-hmm. that has ever managed me in any field. And she's like, because you were just a human being. And I, I said, that's really cool that you say that because a lot of times I actually feel terrible that I am not more professional, more detached, more your typical manager, because I feel like they know so much more than I do. But my value is to level with people and be on be on the same level and admit our flaws and be vulnerable and I think that works I think yeah and that's the thing like so obviously yes we we joke around and stuff like that and you joke around like certain like certain times but you were there for us like and because you have been so vulnerable and been open and honest and like been exactly what you said on the same page and on the same level as us we feel comfortable coming to talk to you about anything that's going on in our lives, you know? So, and I think that makes it special. Mm -hmm. I've never had someone like a, like a manager or a boss or whatever the case, like do that or be able to offer that to me. And so in any situation that I feel like that I'm going through in my life, you know, it's just, it's nice to have that person there. And so you, you don't see it. So someone commenting and sending that to you, like, probably felt really good because and she's probably like crap I miss you <laughs> you know because you don't get that nowadays especially because people I'm sure right now are high strung with you know the return to work and the COVID and you still like you still are and you're still checking in and like like with us you still have that professionalism and making sure that you know everyone's needs are being met and you know we're being safe the people that are coming into our office are being safe so you still have that. And, but you know, when you need it and when we need it, you're there. So it's really nice to, to have that, like that balance almost. I think the balance Mm -hmm. is key for, to make it, you know, run kind of smooth. And I think at this point in time, everyone is, is quite happy and the therapists are, are good. So. Mm -hmm. You know, did you know that that's the one line that you can say to always make people agree with Mm -hmm. you? It's all about that balance. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Maybe you taught me that. I don't know. No, it's just such a common thing, right? And it's like, if you really think about it, the balance between what and what. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. So, you know, just kind of rounding up this, uh, the infidelity conversation is a really big Mm -hmm. one. I, I, I think we started this with the premise that obviously 
cheating and fidelity is it's not right right it, it hurts people it erodes trust it you know really shakes the foundation of a relationship it doesn't mean that the relationship needs to be over but there are certain factors certain things that need to be met if that relationship has any chance of survival and those things are the willingness to try the ability to build the trust back and respect yeah those are just so, so, so important. And if, if one of those things is not there, then, you know, at the point of the infidelity coming out and you notice that these things, okay, maybe it's time to go your separate ways because every good relationship needs those three things. Mm -hmm. there's, there's no exceptions. What I do want to remind people of, though, is that when infidelity occurs, a lot of times it is sort of the, the combination of the two people, the dynamics between them, the needs that may not be met. And it's no one's fault. This is not a blame game. What it is, is it's a problem. It's a problem that can be solved. So if you can work together, trust one another at least to work together long enough to figure out what happened here. And also, side note, if you are working on your relationship, you do need to distance yourself from the person that you you know, committed infidelity mm. with. If that person is part of the picture, it's just going to skew that relationship and that trust. So just, just know that that person has to be out of the picture. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I make and a good just point. I like that. Having that separation yeah. could actually be beneficial. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a good time for people to, to really reflect on what it is that they want in their relationship. And if they really want this to work, whether it's their values or, or whatever, for any reason, then there's ways to work on it. And uh, we have a lot of good counselors that can help you through that. <laughs> I was just um, But also, say. we have a lot of free advice. <laughs> yeah, 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 we got free advice. But um, if you and your partner are struggling, or even if you, you know, maybe are getting to the point where you want to have that conversation, or maybe dive a little bit deeper, maybe you just need some coping mechanisms and Maybe you just need to be validated. And I think that that's something that even, Linda, you mentioned before, that's very special. So sometimes you just need that validation and you need to talk it out. Um, we obviously are accepting, still accepting new clients. We have amazing therapists that are available to assist you through online uh, video counseling, through telephone counseling. And of course, our office is officially open. We open it back up on uh, June 22nd. So yeah contact us you can message us through our facebook page you can contact us through our instagram um we literally have therapists um, that are willing to assist you and just help you through the difficult times or even happy times <laughs> so all right well thank you linda for uh discussing this interesting raw topic um i'm really liking mm -hmm. season two season two feels good <laughs> So it's so fun. We're going to get real dark and twisty I know. soon. I like it though. It's good. We talked about that today. So, all right, guys, yeah. episode three is coming at you next week. So stay tuned. And again, we are here. So if you need us, let's talk.